0: All right, good morning, everybody, once again. So glad that you're here. And um, I've got to take a moment before we get into the Word. I've just got to take a moment and recognize a few folks. Um, like we said, we did not have a place this Sunday. <laughs> and so we were doing the old, the old scramble. Matter of fact, I was on vacation last week, and I got the confirmation on our drive back home. So I'm just like, going from vacation mode to Lord Jesus, please, please help us." And um through a few series of events, I, I ended up being on the phone with the owner of this facility last Sunday night, and then Monday came, and then Tuesday came, and then Tuesday night came, and and I, and I was like, listen, I, I I'm so grateful that you're entertaining this offer." but I got to get ready for Sunday. So can you like, just tell me yes or no? <laughs> and they responded back Tuesday night, good to go, get in there. And so Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, all day, we did this. <laughs> and so for those of you that came and served, I, just, I have to recognize our staff, they worked more hours this week than they have in a long time. And uh, we had so many of you coming in. You guys gave selflessly. You worked so hard. It was incredible. We would not have been able to get it done without your help. So for everybody who has contributed to this, can we just take a moment, clap our hands, cheer for them. And if I can, I I don't want to waste an opportunity here because I feel like this is significant what God has done for us, because if you go about 15 yards this way, it's the busiest road in town. I mean, we were out there uh, painting yesterday. The other day, I was like, uh, I looked around and I said, you, "I guys like, guys, you know what this is right now? Like, they're all painting everything. They're like, what? I'm like, you know what this is right now? I'm like, this is incredible marketing." Because all these cars just driving by and driving by, it never stops all day long. And they can finally see that we are right here in this community. We're here to stay. We're here to change lives. So um, it's just incredible. So let me just say a few things. I recognize that this space is a little on the small side for where we were before COVID. All right. <laughs> but it's, I think the timing is perfect. I think that God has supplied us exactly what we need right now in this season and I just want to tell you that this property has a lot of potential. Um, it goes pretty far back, and it goes to the left a little bit. And I, I even think there's some opportunity down the road for some more to become available right here. So I say that to say, like, this is a great place for now, but also think it could be a great place for the future. And so I just want to take this opportunity to say, like, like we get it. This, this is not going to be the best long-term scenario here, especially when things calm down a little bit but there's a lot of potential. This, you can't get a better location. So I just want to say, thank you for being faithful because this would not have happened had you guys not been faithful. So thank you for being a generous church. Thank you for still supporting this. And we were able to walk in and do this. And obviously the, the costs have gone up, you know, now that we have a place now, you know, the, the school was right next to free 99. Um, so this is a little bit of a cost here. Um, yeah, it was a great deal, you know, And every time somebody said, let's get out of here, I said, just so you know, we're not really paying much to be here. So, but obviously that has changed. So I just want to reinforce one major point is that we set the vision, but us as the body of Christ determine the pace. We accelerate the vision. And so for us to get to where we need to go, we have a vision. And let me just, uh, let me just go on and say this too. We have a vision for multiple campuses in this community. This isn't just a one-campus thing where we're going to come in, have one big place, and that's it. I, I think that as this place continues to grow, we're talking about multiple campuses here. And so this is just the start of what God is going to do. And I, th- I believe over the next decade, we're going to see a multiple-campus effort in this community. So I hope that you're excited about that. But again, the vision is there. We just need your continued support and commitment to be able to actually uh, pay for it. <laughs> so... Um, but we love you. We thank you. And um, are you guys ready for the word? We had some. We had some amazing communicators come through. Pastor Nate was here. Uh, Pastor Todd was here, and Pastor Brent, our very own, was here a couple weeks ago. And so, uh, I know we we have great communicators across our Liberty campuses. I just hope that you miss me, maybe just a little bit. You know, like it's not about me, but I wanted I wanted to be missed a little bit. You know, so. I'm really glad to be back, and um, the beautiful thing about traveling to a few campuses is I've already preached this message twice, so I'm ready today to preach this message a third time. God's timing, because had I had to prepare a message during these past four days, uh, yeah, so the Lord knows exactly what he's doing. Come on, somebody. So let's go down memory lane for just a second. I'm thinking about a time where you were a little younger, where you had a lot of questions. You had a lot of things to figure out in this new season of your life. You were nervous, excited, apprehensive, and then there was this wonderful thing happening in your body called hormones. They were beginning to run their course, and you were trying to make sense of this new world called junior high. Just take a minute and think about what it was like being in junior high. You're excited about high school, but you're not quite there yet. And one of the things you learn really quick is you gotta find your crew. You gotta find your tribe. The few of you that are gonna make it through getting picked on by the high schoolers and doing all these really hard projects that are now getting really intense as opposed to elementary school, you find out real quick that you need some people to do life with. And as you get into high school and maybe college or maybe you picked a trade, whatever it is that you realize that, man, it's nice to have some people around, right? Like it's, it's nice to have relationships. It's nice to have some people that can be there when things are hard, but also to be there when you have some great things happening and you want to celebrate. So we all, I think we all value and we learn at a very young age, the importance of relationships. And that—that's—that's that's the one thing in God's kingdom that I think was really intentional from day one. We see right at the beginning of creation God's intent for relationships, and so we've been in this series. God is, and we're basically trying to assess what you think about God. We, we all have thoughts. We all have. You're, you're all a theologian, whether you realize it or not. You're a theologian, and that simply means you have beliefs about God. Right? Some of them are true. Some of them may not be true. Some of them might be almost accurate. Some of them may be a little bit uh, un- inaccurate. And so we're just taking a few weeks to talk about some of the attributes or some of the, char- some of the character of God that I think is really important as we live the life that God has called us to live. And so I want to I make a statement, and then I want to I just talk about it this morning. And I want to show you in Scripture how exactly this is true. But the statement I want to start out with is God is with us. Somebody say that with me. God is, he's with us. Now that's a really nice phrase, isn't it? Don't you just love the phrase when you just, you know, God is just, he's with you. And it it looks great on a pillow or a magnet on the refrigerator, um, maybe on a t-shirt, but sometimes life gets a little difficult. Sometimes life gets to the point where you're, maybe you're questioning, is he really right here with me? Like, I know we say God's with us, and he'll, we, he'll never leave you nor forsake you, and he's here, and he's walking alongside of you, but I don't know about you, I've had times in my life where I have felt like, I don't really feel like he's with me right now, and, and I don't really feel like he's close to me. It's probably my fault, but the reality is, I don't know that I'm feeling that. And I think we've been in a season where we have experienced a great deal of loss, you know, our, our, our kids have, we didn't get to finish their school year and we've had this weird summer and we, some of us are having vocational and, and career challenges that we have to figure out. And I think this could be a time where some of us are saying, is he really there? Is he really there with me? So I, I want to go, I want to show you in the script, I don't just want to say the nice phrase and, and send, you, send you home. I want to show you specifically how he is with you. Because the Bible talks a lot about it. So let's go to the place in Scripture, in Matthew 1, where this promise, which, which, by the way, had been promised hundreds and hundreds of years ago. I remember Isaiah uh, prophesying that, that, this, that this virgin will conceive a child, she'll give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. So maybe when we think about God being with us, maybe we go back to Matthew 1 where we say, okay, yeah, this is where Jesus was born. He walked on earth. He existed among us. He, he walked in our shoes. He knows where we're coming from because this is the moment in time when God was with us. I think we think about a lot of times Jesus when we think about God being with us. And this was an incredible moment. This was an incredible time in history where, where Jesus is born and he, he grows up and he starts his ministry and he begins to do these incredible things. People would, would travel to find him. They were always looking for him. They were bringing their problems and their concerns and their issues to Jesus because they, they had to get to Jesus to, to really be with God. So Jesus's ministry was incredible. It was amazing. But the reality is he was physically in one place at one time. So that's why they all had to go to him. That's why they were popping up the tent here and there and revival here and revival there because everybody wanted to be around Jesus. They wanted to see God in the flesh. They wanted to have a sense that God is right there and I can, I can get healed. I can get set free. I, I, I can experience this God, that, this Messiah that we've been promised to receive. But there was actually something better than Jesus's earthly ministry. There was something better than Jesus just walking on earth and being with us. And that may sound like a very heretical statement, but those are not my words. Matter of fact, in John 14, when Jesus had, he had done what he had come to do, and he was going back, he was ready to ascend back up to heaven. He was spending these last few precious moments with his disciples. And in John 14, he's trying to get them to understand what's about to happen. He says, I'll ask the father, And he'll give you another helper to be with you forever, even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he dwells with you and he will be in you. But now I'm going away to the one who sent me. And yet, not one of you is asking where I'm going. In other words, they're not getting it. Instead, you grieve because of what I've told you, because you thought the best option was me staying with you. But in fact, it is best for you that I go away. Because if I don't, the advocate won't come. If I do go away, then I will send him to you. So it was true that there was something better than Jesus that would benefit every person who would simply receive him. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit. And not only do I want to talk about the the, the Holy Spirit today, I want to talk about actually having a relationship, actually more specifically, a friendship with the Holy Spirit. All right? Now, there's a few categories of people in this room. All right? So we have the don't know people who, very much like me, was raised in an environment where we never talked about it. Uh, matter of fact, I think they intentionally used the word Holy Ghost to maybe scare me from wanting to know about the Holy Spirit. Um, so I never understood it at all. I never knew it, never knew about it. So maybe, maybe some of you would relate to that. The others, maybe you're what I would classify as the, the weird issue, where you've seen some things, okay? You know, yep. So everyone's laughing and has seen this a weird person who did some weird things that somehow tied into the Holy Spirit, but what you don't understand is they were weird before they had the Holy Spirit. <laughs> and so you get turned off by it. You, you don't understand it. You, you see some things and maybe, it, maybe it's just not a good feeling. And by the way, the enemy thrives on either side. Either way you go, he would love for you to have nothing to do with the Holy Spirit because he knows what can happen when God in the spirit works through your, your life. So I want you to take the blank, the, what well, we always say, the blank page approach, we are gonna put all your preconceived notions at the door and just talk for just a few minutes about, I'm just talking about a relationship with God. You know, it's not weird when I say relationship with God, relationship with Jesus, but when I say relationship with the Holy Spirit, it's like it's different, but it's actually the same person. Um, so I just, I just, the the enemy just, he would just love for us to, to not go there. I say friendship because John 15 says, no longer do I call you servants, which is, we don't even deserve that for the servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends for all that I have heard from my father. I have made known to you. We have friendship status with God. It's possible because of what Jesus did. So it's not just this servant-master relationship, it's a friendship. That's a big deal. So the first thing I just want to simply say today, and and, and I recognize I could take this down a few different rabbit trails, but the the first thing is we really really need to truly receive the Holy Spirit. Okay? Acts 19.2. I can relate to this. And if you guys, you really got to read this and think about it. There there was, there was, people were coming to Jesus. He, the, the, the disciples had began planning churches and they were planning Milton campus somewhere over in the middle East and, and uh, they were doing their ministry and, and people were getting saved, but, the whole Bible hadn't really been written yet. Yeah, they just had the Old Testament. So all the New Testament that we enjoy now wasn't there yet. So they didn't have all the teaching that was readily accessible to us. So they were just saving souls and moving on to the next place. Well, Paul and some of the others said, hey, let's, let's, let's check in on this and let's, let's see these people where, you know, let's, let's walk in our apostolic calling here. And they said, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? He asked them. And they said, No we didn't even know there was a Holy Spirit. (laughs) I can relate to that. And that was happening in this moment where they were receiving the work of Jesus and they were receiving salvation, but there was something else that they needed to receive. I relate to that. I think some of us relate to that. So yes, When you receive Jesus into your heart, the Holy Spirit becomes a part of your life. He he comes into your life and begins to minister to you. But there's something different about intentionally receiving the Holy Spirit into your life. It's different. I can't go down this theological rabbit trail as much as I want to. I don't have the time for that. But I simply just want to say, if nothing else, acknowledging and saying holy spirit come into my life fill me do what you would do what do what you need to do in my life to use me as a vessel for your kingdom. The next thing would be to begin a friendship, uh, befriend the holy spirit. Again, Psalm 25, the friendship of the Lord is for those who fear him, which is just a it doesn't mean literally being afraid, it means honoring and and revering who God is. The friendship of the Lord is for those who honor him, and he makes known to them his covenant. I'm talking about a real relationship where you communicate with the Holy Spirit. You talk to him. You spend time with him. Just If, if I'm going to enter into a relationship with any one of you in this room, there's a few things that, ha- that, that have to happen to qualify for friendship. Communication, spending time with, Knowing the voice, knowing your voice, recognizing your voice when you call on the phone, I know it's you when you say hello, a relationship, a friendship with the Holy Spirit. And for such a, the time that we're in now with how crazy things have gotten, by the way, they've always been crazy. So for us to think this has been the only time in history where things are crazy, things are always crazy. I've got this thing called a smartphone that shows me every little thing that happens all across the world. And it's been this way for a while. We're just seeing everything. Um, The point is that we need a relationship with the Holy Spirit. We need to be in communication with Him. We need God speaking truth into our life because the times are confusing, the times are frustrating, the times are dangerous. So I would say receiving Him, befriending Him, and and most importantly, I would say following Him. Follow the Holy Spirit because there's some really good benefits to being in step with the Holy Spirit. John 16, 13. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. Anybody interested in the truth this morning? There's a place where you can get it and it's not CNN or Fox News. Sorry, that's all I'm gonna say about that kind of stuff for the day. He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. It doesn't mean he tells you everything, but it means he knows what's around the corner. So he's preparing you. He's building. He's building character and integrity in you by the things you're going through, because he knows what's around the corner. These are amazing. These are amazing things, and it would behoove us to say we need a strong relationship with the Holy Spirit, because he's guiding us into all truth. He's he's telling us and preparing us for the future. It, it, it's God dwelling in us, right there with us, everywhere we go. So when I say God is with us. He really is with you. He will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. All that belongs to the Father is mine. This is why I said the Spirit will tell you whatever he receives from from me. So God the Father and Jesus are, are with you through your relationship with the Holy Spirit. Now, here's my favorite part, because... I think many times we get into this place where we don't recognize what we have available to us. We begin to, to live these lives that are not effective and they're, 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 these, they're a little on the weaker side of things and we're, we're being tossed back and forth by the waves because we don't have what another part of what the Holy Spirit wanted to do for us. Because maybe you're sitting here today and you would say, you know, I keep having that same issue. I keep having that same concern. I keep having that same failure. I I keep struggling with fear. I keep keep struggling with anxiety. I'm trying to do what God's called me to do because Pastor Elijah keeps telling me that I've got this purpose. He's he's telling me that I've got something that I'm supposed to do that I'm called to do, but I don't feel like anything I do or say really matters. It's possible that you're living your life without the power that's been made available to you. Acts 1.8, you will receive power. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria to the ends of the earth. In other words, we've been called to reach the uttermost parts of the earth. And the only way we do that is through the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm not talking about something weird. I'm not talking about this mystical power thing. I'm talking about the influence and the power of God that actually changes a life. I don't know about you, but I can't say things well enough to make somebody's heart change. I can't save anybody. But when the power of God works through my words and through what he's called me to do, things begin to happen. Some of us are living without power. And I want it to be this thing where we have these, this, we have this church, this, this, this group of people that knows that, that God is with you and, and, and he's going to give you what you need so that when you go to that neighbor across the street and you you minister to them, you invite them to church, you say something or maybe you're in the workplace and there's somebody that you really want to see get saved. The way those things begin to happen is, is through the working of the Holy Spirit. Because Romans 1.16 says, "Hey, it's the power of God that brings salvation to everyone. The only way you save anybody is through the power of the Holy Spirit." So uh, maybe if you're not convinced, there's a really great case study in Scripture. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of a person who denied Jesus three times to a young child. That's pretty weak. (laughs) That's not a lot of of power going on there. Not a lot of confidence in in who God had called him to be. But then he sees Jesus. He receives Jesus after what Jesus did for him. And then they're up in the upper room and they're praying and they're seeking God. And they receive the Holy Spirit. He then goes outside that room and, and sees all these people who are wondering what is going on. And he He preaches to thousands of people and 3,000 are added to the kingdom that day. That's the power of God. If we want to see lives be changed, if we want to live the life that God's called us to live, you're going to need some power. So with that being said, this is how Deuteronomy 31 becomes the real deal for you. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified, even if it's COVID, because of them. Replace them with anything you want. COVID. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. What if you've been asking for God to be with you this whole time and you've been missing it? You've been missing this key relationship with the Holy Spirit that is everything you've been needing. And maybe this is something you've got to think about, pray about. You need to look at scripture yourself. I would encourage you to do that because you'll, you'll, find, you'll find the Holy Spirit in the scriptures if, you, if you're looking for it. So with all of that said, I can say God is with you. He is. So let's bow our heads for just a minute and let's give the Holy Spirit a moment to speak, to do something. Because he's here. He's been speaking to you. And maybe for you this morning, what he's saying is, it's time to enter into a relationship with me. I, I mean, I'm waiting. I, I, I'm not going to kick down the door. Just, just ask me to come in and fill you, and I'll do it. Or maybe you've had a relationship with the Holy Spirit in, in various times of your life, and maybe it's it's kind of gotten lower and lower on your priority list, and you recognize that that relationship needs to be rekindled. Or. Maybe you're here and you don't have a relationship with God at all. Maybe you've been a skeptic or maybe you've walked away from your faith or maybe you've never truly given your life to Jesus and you recognize your need for a Savior in this moment. So what I I want to happen this morning is that you would pray the prayer that is relevant to you, whether that's Holy Spirit, I receive you, fill me. Or maybe it's Holy Spirit, forgive me. I need to be more intentional in my relationship with you. Or maybe it's Jesus, save me. Romans 10 says, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved immediately. So all you have to do is just ask and say, Jesus, I believe that you died on the cross for me. I believe that you're alive. I I receive you into my life. Forgive me. Heal me, restore me. I want, I want a friendship with God. I, I want to receive all truth. I, I, need, I need some power to, to, to live the life that I know that I was designed to live. So you, pr- you pray the prayer that's relevant to you this morning and I'm, I'm gonna pray over everybody and I'm just excited about what God is doing. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we just, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for this time that we get to spend together. I thank you for the many blessings that you've shown us, Lord. You've been faithful. You are good. You are a good Father. You love us so much. You're here with us. Help us to be a people who get that. Help us to be a people who say yes to you who are ready to roll up our sleeves and do something and to to change lives through the life that you've called us to live, in the workplace, at home, with our neighbors. Help us, empower us, fill us, Holy Spirit. We love you. I celebrate the lives that are changing this morning. I thank you that we're going to leave here never being the same again. That you're going to continue to minister to us and challenge us and shape us for what you've called us to do. You, we're all here for such a time as this. So we love you, we worship you. It's in Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said, "Amen, amen." Come on. Let's